everyone and welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question hey who invited you like seriously why are you here i'm your host michael montalban for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes it a truly unique in this episode we examine the events that occurred july 13th have you noticed an increase of fire topics this month i don't know why that is it just kind of happened kind of like how the year was 1978 and on this day july 13th lee iacocca was fired from his position of president of ford motor company by henry ford ii Iacocca was named president in 1970, but an unorthodox operating style led to Ford II to authorize a $1.5 million investigation into the business and private life of the then president of Ford, not the United States. I didn't want to say Iacocca again because it would have been pretty quick from having just said his name and I didn't want it to sound weird. The thing was, Ford number 2 wanted his son to run Ford Motor Company. And after the investigation into Iacocca in 1975, plans were set into motion for just that thing to happen. By 1978, Iacocca was told that he now reported to Philip Caldwell, who was then the deputy chief executive officer and was having a fairly public feud with Ford, the man, not the company. Well, maybe both. Iacocca made a last-ditch effort to gain support from the board of directors, and it was this move that gave Ford a reason to fire him. Allegedly, Iacocca was told by Ford, sometimes you just don't like somebody. While the news was shocking, Iacocca would bounce back, becoming president of the Chrysler Corporation, bringing the company back from the verge of extinction. Lee Iacocca would retire as chief executive of Chrysler in 1992 and would die July 2, 2019, at the age of 94. But that's not really about a fire, it's more about a guy losing his job. I hear you, and that's fair. So how about this? The place, New York City. The more specific place, the American Museum of P.T. Barnum, a morally questionable man that profited off the sideshow method of performance. For it was in this museum, which had been opened in 1841 before the partnership formed between Anthony Bailey and Barnum, that the wonders of the world, that were taxidermied animals, wax figures, and relics of the American Revolution, also, perhaps most famously, the skeleton of a mermaid that may or may not have been the Fiji mermaid. But that's not all it had. In addition to the less living exhibits, the five-story Museum of Wonders was also the home to many living exhibits. These included monkeys, snakes, kangaroos, hippos, and perhaps most surprisingly, a pair of beluga whales. All in all, not a bad place to visit. So on the Thursday morning, that was July 13th, crowds of people gathered inside the halls of the museum for just another exciting day of looking at exhibits, and that morning, that's exactly what they did until the year was 1865 and on this day july 13th the pt barnum's american museum burned to the ground it was a fire that brought about the end of barnum's good times at noon on the 13th a museum employee came running up from the basement with according to the smithsonian magazine an announcement that his office was on fire 
I wonder how panicked he was because all the article says is that he made an announcement. Much like the Hartford Circus Fire and the Globe Theater Fire, the American Museum Fire spread quickly, sending billows of smoke into the air. Firemen arrived on scene and quickly evacuated the visitors, employees, slash performers, and what animals they could from the building. By 1.30 p.m., the roof, which had been on fire, as the song goes, had collapsed with a wall to soon follow. Amazingly, no humans were killed. Animals, however, were a much different story. Many of the animals were lost, some to the fire and some to the police. Animals would try to escape by jumping out of windows, but were hunted down and shot by the New York police. The most depressing part of the story is the whales, though, as they were being basically boiled alive. Someone, we're not really sure who, broke the glass tank that the two beluga whales were being kept in to use the water to put out the flames. The only thing they managed to accomplish, however, was to beach the whales on the floor, where they were left for several days after the fire because they were simply too heavy to move. The New York Times would later write of the fire, Almost in the twinkling of an eye, the dirty, ill-shaped structure, filled with specimens so full of suggestion and merit, passed from our gaze, and its light cannot soon be seen again. So what caused it? Do we know? While the official explanation of the fire has always been a defective furnace, what would anything happening be without some sort of conspiracy theory? Barnum at the time was serving on the Connecticut legislature and was a well-known and proud supporter of abolition. There has been some speculation that the museum was burned down by Southern sympathizers. It's also interesting to note that this was not the last time that the Barnum Museum would burn down. This museum's replacement would burn down in 1868, this time due to a boiler. Boilers were fairly new at the time, and so it may have just been an untested or faulty technology, although some might say that it could have been sabotage or arson. Some might say. Barnum would go on to commission a third domed Barnum Museum, but would die before its completion. This building would be used as the Barnum Institute of Science and History, but became the Barnum Museum in 1936. And... For a long time, nothing bad happened to it. Then, June 2010 happened, and the Barnum Museum became ground zero for a tornado, which damaged not only the building, but many artifacts inside. Miraculously, and unfortunately, it destroyed only one, the 1872 autobiography of P.T. Barnum. This particular document was water-damaged beyond repair. While the building was damaged in 2016, they began moving pieces back into the museum as it was then deemed safe after inspections. For those curious, the original Barnum's American Museum can be viewed in recreated digital format by visiting the Lost Museum online. The only real question that remains is this. Is the Barnum Museum cursed to forever be destroyed? That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me on, helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Your Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. 
You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.